I can't decide what you're more excited about on this edition of the show. Arson Judge walk-up music or Ask Amy Anything because both are getting a ton of responses on our social media. Now, I'm not supposed to be looking at the questions for Ask Amy, so I try. I try to go quickly, skim, don't look through them because Producer Jay, that's his department. And you've got about 30 minutes, 35 minutes to send your most creative, unique questions to our show Twitter after our CBS or to our Facebook page, uh, which is named after the show. (laughs) I just don't feel the need to be serious on this edition of the show. And so if what you're looking for is serious analysis about where Aaron Judge is going to end up, I don't have any more insight than does John Heyman, apparently. I, I just, I think there's no way to know until Aaron, not Arson, makes up his mind. And the unfortunate fallout for John Heyman is that he was in such a hurry to put a tweet up about Aaron headed to the New York Giants. There, I said it again. Headed to the San Francisco Giants. I did it on purpose before, but that was an accident. Uh, that he has an autocorrect. Maybe he, we were trying to figure it out. Do, you, do we think he left out an A? Because A and R are not near each other on the keyboard. So, he either left out the A and his phone autocorrected the A-R-O-N to A-R-S-O-N. That's what I would think. Yeah, he left out that second A, maybe the first A, and just was like A-R-O-N and Again, I don't have autocorrect, so I don't know what I would normally correct to or how that would work, but that would make, that sounds a little believable. It does. It does. I wouldn't blame the autocorrect, though. Anyway, it's a, it's a no, you can, no, 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 it's, yeah, it's bad optics. You have to own it. And right. he he did post the corrected tweet three minutes after that, but it took him three minutes to figure it out. I guess that's what happens when you're so used to having your phone blow up, right, that you don't even have to look right. at it. Yeah, he probably didn't realize until he was just seeing all the replies, yes. learn about the signing they were about arson. <laughs> and then it was three minutes later that he retracted it and said, my apologies for jumping the gun. The Giants have not heard from Aaron, not arson. He never did say anything about arson well, from arson that got point paid, forward. Right? We've read seven years, ten years, 700 million by the New York Yankees. Yeah, he secured his bag. He's good. He's good. So that's why arson judge needs walk-up music, which is what we're asking you for on this edition of the show. We're not above sophomoric humor. So arson judge, and, and here I just put this tweet up too, Jay, because I can't help it. Can Arson Rogers be a thing, please? I need Arson Rogers in my life. <laughs> People are coming here to play with me. <laughs> so, if what you're looking for is serious commentary on my Twitter or on my radio show, tonight's not the night. I desperately needed to laugh after the Tuesday I have. It's our hump show here on CBS Sports Radio. After hours with Amy Lawrence, we're live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios, obviously. When you need cash out of your home and a simple way to get it, Rocket can. So, yes, on Twitter, A-Law Radio, or on uh, my Twitter. Oh, that is my Twitter. Our show Twitter. Actually, I run them both a lot of the time, so they're both my Twitters. Twitters? Tweeter? Twitter I? Handles? <laughs> no, it's boring. <laughs> Handles refers to Steph Curry, who I'll get to in a second. Uh. I know. Ugh, that's right. I actually love Steph Curry. I He is my favorite athlete to watch these days. He and Patrick Mahomes, they're, they're both incredible. There are others, so no, don't at me. 
But Steph Curry and the Golden State Warriors, Clay Thompson, they are, remind me of the reason I fell in love with basketball in the first place. But, man, I am not thrilled with Steph right now, not even remotely. So That was well-deserved. Seriously. So we'll get to that in a second. But anyway, uh, the, the Arson Judge walk-up music is necessary. Uh, so we're asking you what songs you would recommend. So either on Twitter or on Facebook. And, yes, I do have both Facebook and Twitter accounts. <laughs> Actually, I have two Facebook pages of my own, and then I mostly use Producer Jay's. Because Meta, loosely translated the devil, uh, has locked me out of my own Facebook page, which is just the dumbest thing ever. It's so stupid. <laughs> so anyway, our phone number, 855-212-4227, as you said, uh, as you send your song suggestions and you weigh in and you're generally goofy with us on this middle show of the work week. I mean, there are some other sports headlines uh, that I suppose we can get to at some point or another. Uh, while we're talking about players signing, it's not going to be the same amount of money as what Aaron Judge will get from either the Giants or the Yankees. Or I- I've even heard the Dodgers. I-, I don't know if they're going to be a late entry and are going to make a play for him. But the Odell Beckham Jr. sweepstakes while they may seem tame in comparison, have taken an interesting turn, a bit of a twist, because owner Jerry Jones of the Dallas Cowboys said on Tuesday that he's not comfortable bringing Odell into Dallas and signing him to a contract without seeing him work out. I'm not confident at all. And so uh, that's the issue. Now, we all realize that... uh, uh, that issue of health, that issue of availability is here every time. Uh, just this one is uh, very obvious and very pointed toward his injury that he had occurred last year in the Super Bowl. It's not like a draft pick coming at you. You've got a lot of history here, and you can take a good look at everything, not only the obvious, and that's his performance, but also uh, any issues regarding health. So all of this, uh, we've got to come in with our eyes wide open, and it has to be addressed. And that's when you see if you can uh, make a deal or not. He spent two days with the Cowboys Monday, Tuesday, went to the Mavericks game on Monday night, was sitting courtside with his peeps. And uh, obviously they were courting him. They have been courting him. Everybody from Dak to Micah Parsons. But the idea that they might not reap any benefits until 2023, that comes from Ed Werder, who is – friend of mine, but also a longtime NFL insider, specifically has covered the Dallas Cowboys for long stretches of time. After his physical, they're not sure that he's made enough progress in recovering or that enough time has passed so that he could be a force on the field the way he was with the Rams last season. Remember, he was cut from Cleveland at his request. It sounds like he... Ends up with the Rams. He has seven touchdowns, including one in the first half of the Super Bowl before he tears his ACL. So the Super Bowl was in mid-February. We're not quite to mid-December, but sometimes these injuries, ACLs take a year or more. And then even after you're able to run and jump and move around and presumably get back to your craft, A lot of doctors will tell you the strength is still not completely healed until you go through another stretch, right? Until you are able to to get back into game shape. Sometimes it takes 
even longer to be fully recovered, though you can function and you can play your sport, but not necessarily at the level to which you were accustomed. Jerry Jones making his weekly appearance with Sean and RJ on our Dallas affiliate 105.3 The Fan. Not so fast, Dak Prescott. Also a bit of a shocker while we're talking about news from the NFL. Even though the Tennessee Titans are in first place in the AFC South and are on track for another playoff appearance, Their general manager, John Robinson, got fired on Tuesday. This is not a mutual parting of ways. This is the owner. Is it Amy Adams Strunk, I believe is her name? She's part of the Adams family that that has owned the... No, that's... Yeah, Tennessee. The Tennessee Titans. She's part of that family. Anyway, I think her, her hyphenated name is Strunk. She is the one that made the announcement and explained it and talked about their high standards and and what they're trying to do with the Titans. And even with that number one seed last year, they got to the AFC Championship as a sixth seed and played in Kansas City a few years ago. But she felt like and the family felt like this wasn't enough for John Robinson. So Pat Kerwin, um, who's a former NFL exec, he was a guest on Sirius XM NFL radio and really confused. Blaming John for the complete construction of this team, like the head coach didn't have a say in everything and the ownership wasn't privy to what they were thinking and, and had an opinion. John was out there all alone. I, I never worked in a situation like that. You, you're you always involving a lot of people in the decision. So the Brown decision on the trade, was that because John stood alone and said, oh no, we can't get him signed, so let's move him? Or, or with other guys in favor of doing it. Yeah, let's let's go for it. So, I, I don't know. It sounds like he's getting the blame for a bunch of stuff. But your other point about uh, were they constructing a football team that is not capable of winning a Super Bowl, uh, this is the wrong time to be firing a guy. You know, you, you got the whole season ahead of you, and you're, you're already a qualifier. You're sitting right there in the fourth seed. You're not, gonna, you're, you're not going down south of the fourth seed. Who in the, in the south is even ready to challenge you. Now, they incurred a lot of injuries. Their two pass rushes have been missing in action for a while. Their left tackle's been missing in action for a while. Yeah, the wide receivers have four touchdowns between them. Is that the GM's fault, you think? When you play action pass to Derrick Henry, Jim, you turn around and throw the ball. They almost beat Kansas City with Malik Willis. So (laughs) I I think there's pieces to this puzzle we can't see, nor do I think we're going to see. A guy with a record like that? Was he 20 games over 500 as a general manager? Yes. I scratched my head on this one, and the timing suggests that there is some emotional issue here. You think about what he's done as a GM. He's actually the one who oversaw the drafting of Derrick Henry. Uh, that's worked out pretty well, right? Same thing with safety Kevin Byard. They, they're both Pro Bowl guys. Derrick Henry is still the best running back in the NFL. They've got others who are free agents, like Ryan Tannehill, who have made a huge impact on the organization. And so whether it's a difference of philosophy or opinion or Amy and her family felt like they weren't being consulted, as as was inferred there on SiriusXM NFL Radio, 
Maybe it's about A.J. Brown scoring two touchdowns and being allowed to to walk or them trading him because they didn't want to give him the money. Whatever it is, she didn't like the, the composition, didn't like the direction, and her statement mentioned the core of our business, not just the results, but also the team construction and the roster building, and she believes there are Higher aspirations to be met. That's what Adam Strunk said in the statement. So that was a bit of a shocker too, weirdly enough, right? When they're, first of all, he and Mike Vrabel just got contract extensions in February, I believe, January, February. And then to have this happen in week 13 or right after week 13 when the team's in first place and the only team in either of the South divisions with a winning record. Huh. NFL is fickle. Fickle and fatalistic. (laughs) It's after hours here on CBS Sports Radio. Nick is listening in Colorado Springs. Nick, welcome to the show. Hi, what's going on? So your phone is breaking up pretty badly. Try that again. Hey, what's going on? That's better. Okay, cool. Um, I just got off my night shift. I worked from 1.30 p.m. to like 2 Mm a.m. And I just found out through your show that Baker Mayfield is a Ram, and I'm also a lifelong Rams fan for 26 years through Ooh. the hardship. And Does that include St. Louis? So it's St. Louis and L.A.? Yes, St. Louis, Mark Bolger, Sam Bradford, let's see. Kurt Warner? Terrible quarterbacks in my mind. Kurt Warner? Kurt Warner. Well, yeah, Kurt Warner, yeah. I'm saying terrible quarterbacks. Oh, oh. <laughs> I thought you were just naming the the quarterbacks you could think of in St. Louis. <laughs> no, no. I name the quarterbacks that no one else thinks of so they know that I'm a true Rams fan. Oh, oh gotcha. Okay. Marshall <laughs> Falk, the greatest show on turf. I got you. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Jackson, who I think is a great running back, but that's debatable, I guess. <laughs> so what do you think about Baker then? Uh, you know, why now? The Rams, there have no, like – they're logistically not going into the playoffs this year. I feel like, yeah, let's give them a shot. But unless they're signing him into next year, I don't see the reason to sign him. I'd rather get, I'd rather get the rookie up and running, you know, and, you know, start his career. But I'm not the coach. Also, maybe Odell would stay, have a reunion with Baker. That'd be pretty cool next year. <laughs> I don't, I don't think that that's what either one of those dudes want. It, well, it went you know, pretty badly in Cleveland between the two of them. They left on bad terms, but maybe the, the L.A. Sun, you know, <laughs> maybe that would bring them together in a better light. I don't know. Interesting. Interesting thought. Obviously, Matthew Stafford's still the long-term plan for the, the Rams as long as he's healthy and able to play. Um, I do think there was something to be said, uh, and Liam Cohen mentioned this, the fact that they don't have a lot of veteran presence in that quarterback room right now. Um, I don't know how much Matthew is with the team or at the facilities. He's probably doing a lot of rehab as well. But the guys they have there are younger guys, right? The guys they have there are guys that don't have a ton of experience, and at least Baker has that, right? He he started a lot of games. He started a playoff game. Yeah, and I agree with you. And the one thing I love about Matthew Stafford is he's a tough guy. And But I do think he has probably 
two more seasons left in him before he's before he retires, you know. Hmm. You Maybe you are putting him out to pasture in two years. Not two. I, I I would say I'd give him two years of good football, and then he's not Tom Brady, and no one's Tom Brady. Well, thank you for clarifying that. Yes, out of them, but I think most quarterbacks, you know, they tend when they're hitting closer to forty, they tend to retire, and I understand that. That's why I think if Baker Mayfield stays long term, that'd be a smart move on the Rams. And, you know, having him as a backup to, uh, oh, my gosh, Stafford mm-hmm. would be smart. And then Stafford could, you know, teach him his ways and then maybe kind of keep a long, more long-term quarterback, if that makes sense. It does. I don't know what other market there will be for Baker. So there's the question is that Baker is at the worst possible time in terms of his own contract aspirations because he just got cut by a pair of teams. Well, traded by one, cut by another one in his contract year. So here are all these starting quarterbacks who are making upwards of $40 million per year. He's in the final couple months of his rookie deal, and it's not likely that there's one of those out there unless something drastically changes. And this is how he delivers his final resume and and highlight reel, or really there's not much to highlight of this season. So he's looking for any type of a deal probably, and will likely have to settle for a backup job, at least initially, uh, because it doesn't seem like anyone's going to give him the, the fat contract that the starters are getting. Um, So that all of that's interesting, by the way, Stafford's only 34. So I don't know that we should be burying him just yet. I'm not burying him. You know what I'm saying? When, Quarterbacks hit closer to 40. That 36 is close to 40 in my mind. (laughs) Okay, Nick. (laughs) Just wait till it's you and you're in that position. Then you won't say that. You'll be like, nah, I got a long way to go. (laughs) Hopefully it is a long way to go. But um, Baker Mayfield, he has a great coach now. Sean McVay is the best coach. Yeah, agreed. He's a good offensive coach for sure. Maybe on the struggle bus right now, but he is the best coach <laughs> in my mind in the NFL. The struggle bus. I'm on the struggle bus right now, Nick. <laughs> well, it's two a. It's two a.m. where I'm at. I so got I you. I, I got you. All right, it's good to talk to you. And I, I feel like you should be struggling after that long of a shift. If you weren't, something was something would be amiss. That's a long yeah. work shift. So thanks for calling and thanks for listening. Thank you for telling me the good news about Baker Mayfield. The guy. You know what? You might be the only one that called it that, but I'm I'm psyched for you, Nick. <laughs> the Rams don't have a lot of hope this year, so that's that true. Little, but you, you know. do have a ring, so no belly aching. Oh yeah, I got my Super Bowl shirt. You okay, know. good, very good. Yeah, I think that should carry over. That uh, euphoria hasn't died out yet. Oh no, definitely not. One more, usually the end of the season it'll die out. But okay. Next Super Bowl team to win, you know. There you go. I got you. All right, Nick. Good to talk to you. Thanks so much for calling. And thank you for listening in Colorado Springs. Uh, on Twitter, After Hours CBS, on our Facebook page, too. Uh, you all are thrilled to share your Arson Judge walk-up music suggestions. And we've also got a post where you can send your questions for Ask Amy Anything. Man, I feel like you could do an entire Christmas rapid fire. I'm not supposed to be looking at the questions. Sorry. Whoops, I just outed myself. Just sprinkling in some Christmas ones. Can't oh, get them all. You in. can't it's do all got like Christmas. like three weeks of Christmas 
to sprinkle in. That's so. true. I'm trying to think if I, we're not working to, are we working together? We, we're together next week. Oh, we're together. The, no, we're not. Cause I'm off. I'm doing the, the week of Christmas. My schedule's so crazy. I'm doing Sunday night, Monday night, Tuesday night's my last night to be ready to travel. Wednesday I drive and then I'm gone Tuesday night, Wednesday night, Thursday night of Christmas week. And then you're gone the whole following week. Right. Jay and I are, are going to be going through withdrawals. We're going almost two weeks without seeing each other. It's going to be very weird. Oh, it's going to be like a party here at the show, though. <laughs> Why is that? <laughs> With, without Jay cracking the whip, it's going to be like a party. Party! We're going to have a blast without Jay. No, that's not even remotely true. I can't say that with a straight face. It's going to suck. Oh, I see. You're going to have fun without me. I got you. Well, I tried to sell that, but it didn't work. I couldn't even get through it with a straight face. So don't worry. You're fine. You'll be missed. I'm not replacing you after a week, but I don't know if you were gone two weeks, we might have, we might have a conversation. Yes. (laughs) Actually, you could just come back and you won't have a job. Shoot. Why? (laughs) I don't know. If you were gone for two weeks, I might have to go in a different direction. Mm. Noted. (laughs) Noted. Next J noted, duly noted. Next J vacation, two and a half weeks. <laughs> two, three weeks. Three, I look like three weeks next year. <laughs> it's after hours with Amy Lawrence, our hump show here on CBS Sports Radio. You are listening to the After Hours podcast. He's After Hours with Amy Lawrence. Would we actually get the Nelly part? So great. This is absolutely Arson Judge's walk-up music. (laughs) No, no, I got to hear it. Come on. Jack it up. Oh, Jay's not sure there's... A clean version of this. But we're about to find out. <laughs> oh, yes, Arson Judge. You're going to hit home run after home run with Nelly as your walk-up music. That's it. I'm all in. I do love many of your suggestions, although I have to admit there's some of these songs I don't know. A lot of Lil Wayne being suggested as well. (laughs) And some oldies but goodies. Jay's the one that generated some Johnny Cash for the Arson Judge walk-up music. Now, here's the thing. John Heyman cannot share the spotlight for the wrong reasons this week. As much as, and and John Heyman is a colleague of ours. He's our Odyssey baseball insider. I have mad respect for John Heyman. He messed up. We all mess up, especially when it comes to Twitter. There's no going back when you're a public figure and you screw up. And he did. And I, knowing John, am 100% sure he's mortified by his error. And he wishes he didn't do what he did, which was make the leap about first Arson Judge and then Aaron Judge being headed to the Giants. However, when Arson Judge instead of Aaron Judge is trending on Twitter and I go down the rabbit hole and the memes and the responses 
there are times when Twitter every now and then is is redemptive. Usually it's baby animals or animal videos. Well, this is it's it's comedy gold. In fact, it's radio gold. And so I'm not piling on John. We invited him to come on the show tonight. He did respond right away to Jay, only to say that he was exhausted and he was barely sleeping as it was. And so he would he would beg out. But we told him we weren't asking him on the show so we could beat him up. We, we didn't want to pile on. We just wanted to hear what was going on at baseball's winter meetings. He politely declined. He was very nice. It's a hazard of the business. He messed up. He owned it. Okay. He apologized. But there's no going back. In two years, heck, in two months, people may not remember it was arson. It was uh, John Heyman, but they'll remember arson judge. That's never going away, which is why we're coming up with walk-up music for arson judge. But John Heyman does not share, or he, he doesn't own, I should say, this spotlight of screw-ups all to himself. I consider this a screw-up. I may be alone on my island. I am so ticked at Sports Illustrated and Steph Curry for faking the video of him hitting the five full-court shots from the corner. If you haven't seen it, it was actually generated by SI. In advance of him being named the Sports Illustrated Sports Person of the Year, they faked this video. It's out there on social. And it's gone viral, of course. I saw it Sunday, I think, was the first time. And I was blown away. You would never know that it was edited. So this is masterful editing. Whoever put the editing together, you're almost as good as producer Jay. It's, it's, it's unbelievable. You can't tell. But what was Sports Illustrated doing? When I went back on Monday to look for it, it was pinned to the top of their Twitter. It was a... I almost said the F word. It was a scam. It was a freaking scam. This is coming from a reputed organization and they scammed us. Why? So that they could get more pub and more traffic for their sports person of the year. That's just wrong. And I get it. People out there use video editing, people Photoshop all the time. This is a reputed organization. It's one with a very... It's one with a very entrenched reputation in the sports world. And as it turns out, it's fake. And this ticks me off. You actually pinned it to the top of your Twitter account and sold it like it was real. And furthermore, Steph Curry agreed to it, which also bothers me. Here is what Steph had to say about the video, although he was maybe he wouldn't have answered the, he wouldn't have come out with it on his own. He was answering questions. This is kind of off topic, I guess, but what was up with the doctored video of the full court heaves? And then also, yeah. You said the doctored video? That's what Raymond said. Raymond said it was fake. No, the doctored, the the edited, the the CGI. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobody believes I made five in a row from 90 I I believed it. Sorry, finish your question, my bad. Um, what was up with it? I mean, yeah, but, but then also, like, a lot of people did believe that it was legit for, you know, still, I think some people still believe it's real. I'll let, I'll let them be the judge of that, but it's an ultimate compliment to uh, probably be amazed by it, but not think it's outlandish that uh, it, could be, it could be real. But we had some fun with it. 
the uh, Sports Illustrated team coming with some heat. I did make two of them, though, just in case anybody was wondering. No, I don't believe you now. Uh, you met- I used them all then. I didn't make any tonight. <laughs> I don't believe you now. I don't care. I don't. Th- why not just do two of them then? Two would still be amazing, Jay. Would it not? You make two of them with your right hand, chucking it one-handed sideways to generate enough power, and you sink two from the it's corner. Tough shot. And that's not good enough. You have to fake it and do five in a row. Honestly, yeah, the two <laughs> would have been pretty cool. And I, I, it's funny he said that because watching it. The first time I, th- I thought it was real, I got to say. Like, I, had no, I didn't think anything of it. Then I heard it might be fake, so I checked it out a little t- closer. The first two, the first three actually look very real. Like I don't think those were edited, but that fourth shot is one where I saw something a little bit off. But yeah, What really, did you see? It just looks like when the ball's going in the hoop, it looks like it's going a little left. And then all of a sudden, it kind of does like a really oh. quick glitch, and you can see it. it it's just huh. no way that with gra- – like, it just wouldn't – physics wouldn't work that way. It wouldn't go in. It would have gotcha. hit the left – of, of the of the rim and gone out but everything is just so perfect like the balls land off the hoop they go in they they're still in the same spots it's it's really well done but yeah there really is no reason to do it five like two would have been pretty damn cool if he just hit those two and called right. the video why do you need to fake it and do five two nobody can get two right F- probably three players on the planet can get one they could spend there for like a, six hours and and not have one go in because not only are we talking about the power with the one arm to be able to throw it that far down court, but to have it be at the right trajectory and angle and everything else so that it goes, it has to swish. It can't bounce because it's coming too fast. Mm-hmm. It's coming in too hot, Arson Judge. And so for him to be able to do that twice is phenomenal. Even once. If he just did it, if he just put the camera on him and goes, watch this, did it once, nailed it, swoosh, bang, called it a video, that would have went virally. Oh, like, it's just once. Yeah, that's it. Everything he does goes viral. And so SI faked it just because they knew he was going to be their sports person of the year. That bothers me so much. I can't even tell you. And I'm not sure what is bothers me more. I think it bothers me equally that he agreed to it to be part of a fake video, but that SI promoted it like it was real. I just that that's ugh. Yeah. And then and then SI has the nerve to quote tweet and and share photos of John Heyman and his arson judge gaffe. Like, you have the nerve to do that, but you faked a video about Steph Curry. Uh, uh, intentionally. intentionally right. And John Heyman didn't do this on purpose. He got duped by a, a bad source, and he had a tweet that was autocorrect, more than likely. But SI has the nerve to show that and make a joke about it. And, and then sell us some Steph Curry video that's effing fake. Seriously, you have some nerve. So this really bothered me. How about take aim at yourself for selling something that was complete? That, that's false advertising. In some places, that's illegal. Or in some cases, that's illegal, depending on what you're selling. Just, ah, oh, that. Hello, Kettle, you're black. Like, I just, I can't. I'm so over it. But not over Arson Judd, because that's amazing. <laughs> He needs walk-up music, and we need your questions for Ask Amy. It's going to be more rapid tonight because I've been talking and it's too late. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. Time to ask Amy anything. Sort of. Oh, ha-ha, fire away. 
This is definitely Arson Judge walk-up music. He can borrow Pat Benatar if he wants. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. I actually didn't pick this music. This was an Isaac creation going back to when we first started Ask Amy Anything or made it production-friendly. Producer Jay's got questions. I went too long on the last segment, so I'm going to let him take over immediately, if not sooner. Let's jump right in. So I got to start off with one Christmas question here. Just one? Well, I mean, that's just how I'm going to start this one because we know, well, maybe people don't know, but you just put up your tree recently. Yes, and it has lights and it's pretty. So Rob just wants to ask the simple question, are you ready for Christmas? No. Simple answer is no. I'm not ready. I'm getting ready. This weekend is my annual holiday baking tradition, uh, and I've done some Christmas shopping. You guys, this is really funny. I went to a Christmas party on Tuesday evening that had a white elephant, and they had a. There was one particular gift that was a basket full of crazy Christmas stuff, like felt antlers and some light up Christmas balls uh, on a headset or a, I'm sorry, a headband. Uh, Some Grinch slippers, which if I'm a really good sister, I'll give to my brother, but I really want to keep them. Anyway, that's how I picked up some of my stocking stuffers was at this white elephant exchange. (laughs) Perfect. Yeah. Uh, Joe actually has a follow-up to that one. He he asked, does Penny have the holiday spirit yet? Uh, I guess if you mean Penny waking up, waking me up in the middle of the afternoon so I can get stuff done and not get back to sleep, well, then yes. Penny is very much in the holiday spirit. I have to take two trips to Virginia before the end of the year. She's not going on the first one. She is going on the second one. So she'll be in the holiday spirit by the time I get her to the family Christmas. Another question involving the animals and Christmas. Sherry asks, do you give Penny and Sugar presents from Santa? No, but my mom does. My mom and her husband give the dog and the cat presents from Santa. All right, last one here on the Christmas theme. Rob wants to know, do you like eggnog? No. I've actually never had it. Well, this might be the year you try it. What does it taste like? You're 30 years old. Let's go. That's, that's, that's true. What does it taste like? How about you try it? All right. I'll give it a shot. Okay. Year, I've seen you drink other stuff. I think you could probably try eggnog. I, I can give it a shot. All right. Michael wants to know, what's your favorite shoe brand? For running, Asics. Asics Gel. That's really the only consistent shoe brand I wear. Although I do have some clogs that are Clark's. Have you ever had Clark shoes? They're very comfortable. I have some clogs as well as some um, flip-flops. So I would also recommend Clark shoes. A little more expensive, but they're very comfortable and they last a long time. But Asics Gel are the ones I run in. This one's interesting. David asks, if you can give a sports team a nickname, what would you choose? The Arsonist. <laughs> Or just the arson. If it's a soccer team, right, very often it has a name that isn't pluralized. The Utah Jazz, that's an NBA team, right? Why not the arson? The the fire. Chicago Fire. Chicago Fire, for sure. Uh, It's also a great TV show. But, yes, right now I'm all in. They're they're called the arson, and they're going to burn it all down. Yep. Brent wants to know, does watching sports help you relax? No, it's work. It does the opposite of help me relax. Oh, my gosh. You don't know me at all. (laughs) Jay, does watching sports help me relax? I I would say no. (laughs) No, it puts me in work mode. I can no longer watch sports without thinking about storylines and stats and the notes that I need to take and how I need to talk about it on the radio. Unfortunately, after 20 years doing sports radio, this is my 20th anniversary, I no longer see sports simply for the entertainment value. I, I can't. It's ingrained in me. 
That's why I enjoy at least a couple times a year trying to go to games where I can be a fan because at least I can cheer. I generally don't even get to cheer anymore for games, even ones that feature my own teams. So in other words, when I'm away from, from work, when I'm not working, I don't watch sports. This one's back to Christmas for a second. Ronald asks, what is the worst gift you've ever been given? How am I supposed to narrow it down? There are bazillions. The, I'm, like a quick two. Oh, my gosh. Three. I don't know. How do you remember? I mean, I've certainly been given clothes that I wouldn't wear, uh, but I do wear them simply because they came from people that I cared about, so I would only wear them with people. I'll, I'll say this. I have one particular family member who's given me almost the same gift five years in a row, just a, a slight variation of it, and it feels very um, lazy, right? So it's a gift, and it's... I'm not going to name any names, but it's just a, it's a variation on the same one from a year ago. So yeah, it's, it's nah. That's kind of fruitcake. Someone gave me a fruitcake once. That's disgusting. Mm, that's what did bad. you say? Mm? Oh, I thought you meant mm, as in I like it. No, no, that's no. not a good gift. Fruit, I mean, you don't, yeah. Fruitcake is bad. Or you know what else is bad? It's just store-bought cookies. Like if someone gives you store-bought cookies for Christmas. As like the gift? Yeah, that's your gift. You no. know, those shortbread decorated cookies. Nah, that's... I mean, I feel like just even fruitcake or... Or one of those packages of sausage. You know, the packaged sausage sticks. I mean, that seems... Those are the types of things that you just get when you have nothing else to give. Or something else, too, I'll say. Uh, Recently, I could tell a family member was being lazy. They waited until the last second. And then on Christmas Eve, I got a text message about a gift card. I was like, really? That's... You can't even call or... Send an actual card. It's a text message from the company that I got a gift a card. Virtual gift card gift. Yeah, that. But it was a text. Yeah. No. Not very personal. No, it was. It was actually pretty hurtful. I was. I was sad. Yeah, I used it, but I was sad. <laughs> yeah, I mean, of course, not gonna let it go bad. But that is. Uh, so Donald is asking for an update on Princess Leia. How's she doing? Princess Leia is doing well. Just passed over 132,000 miles. That was his next question. Running like a champ. Oh, thank you for caring about Princess Leia. And she is, as I say, going to make two road trips to Virginia before the end of the month. One of those to Blacksburg, Virginia, which is an eight-hour drive for Princess Leia. So we're going to be hauling. We're going to be doing some some, uh, cross-road, cross-state lines hauling. Um, So, yeah, she's great. And here's the best part. Princess Leia will be paid off in mere months. I'm so I'm getting close. Don't you get nervous? So you think, holy crap, what if she breaks down before she gets paid off? She she no, won't. no, she's a trooper. Well, no, she's not a stormtrooper. She's a Jedi. Well, speaking <laughs> of road trips, Mark wants to know: Have you ever been to Cooperstown to visit the Baseball Hall of Fame? Would you believe I've never been to Cooperstown? Crazy I, I enough, and I've that. never been to Canton either. Those are two road trips that I would love to do with the show. I would love to take the show on the road to the Halls of Fame. Just a shame that the Baseball Hall of Fame is just kind of in the middle. There's nothing really around it, so it's hard to get It doesn't matter. There. We like being out in the middle of nowhere. Hey, we want to take the show to Montana. <laughs> that is very true. Uh, last one here, I think, before rapid fire. Steven asks, do you think Alex Ovechkin can get to 800 goals before New Year's Day? Yes, I do. I mean, it would take a pretty sweet effort, but absolutely. That's I good. hope he waits until New Year's Day, though, so we can talk about it here on the air. 793. Oh, right yeah. E- easy. He's got weeks. All right, we'll close it out with some rapid fire. Coke or Pepsi? Coke. Vanilla Coke, to be more specific. Vanilla Coke Zero. The Eiffel Tower or Big Ben? I've never seen either, but for now, I'll say Big Ben. Because I want to go visit London and England in the next year.
Kanye Asada or Poye Asada burrito? Poyo Poye. <laughs> I was like, I don't, know what the, I don't know what Poye is. Uh, carne. I'll go carne asada, which is beef. Blue or black ink? Blue, always. I don't like black ink. If I don't have a pen, I'll resort to black ink, but I'm a blue ink snob. Like, I'm an HDTV snob. Lake Erie or Lake Superior? Uh, I'll go Erie, only because I'm more familiar with that one. Wear only tank tops all winter or wear only sweatshirts all summer? What? Neither. I gotta choose. Tank tops in the winter. Last one here. Lost in the wilderness or lost at sea? No, I'm not getting lost at sea. Lost in the wilderness, you have a way, you have a chance to get out. Lost Animal. at sea, you're I don't I'm not fine with the animals more than I am well, I'm fine with land animals more than I am with sharks. No, I'm I'm not going after watching Jaws, I never want to be lost at sea. Fair, fair point. <laughs> it's after hours with Amy Lawrence, CBS Sports Radio.